0: Welcome to the special homeschool edition of Classical Matters. Crystal Joy Campbell here. I know this is a super busy time with Christmas quickly descending upon us, but join us today as we take a few short minutes to consider if our homeschool communities have room at the inn. So stick around. I would like to say a deep felt thank you for being here with me today. Like I said, I know this is a busy time, and I'm so very proud of you that you took a few minutes out for yourself. A few weeks ago, I went to the Festival of Crushes at one of our local churches. They display crushes from around the world and from various different cultures, some tiny and some quite large. A friend of mine and I were chatting and she said, where do people actually display these in their houses? I'd be too worried about getting them broken. And I said, yeah. The space they take. Who has that kind of space? Not me. I have no room. And we chuckled as I went on to say, that's the story of my life. No space in my house. No space in my head. No space in my heart. And no space in my jeans." We had a good laugh at that one. But later, in contemplation, I had to honestly ask myself, is that really my reality? No space? No room at the inn? So this Advent, I've been pondering the idea of making room in my life. And one direction my contemplations took me was in the direction of community. I have many different communities, the community of my immediate and extended family, my church community, my friends community, my literary community, my homeschool community, and while the list goes on and on. But it was in the contemplations about my homeschool community that a few things struck me. As homeschool mamas, we share in a culture that is quite unique. This culture of home educating often sets us outside of the common culture, whether it be the common culture of our extended families, our church, the community we live in, yes, and even the common culture as a whole. We are on the outside. What we believe and how we choose to live that out in our actions is often what sets us apart. How we choose to live our lives and educate our children can be quite foreign and strange to many people. Even though in the last few years with the influx of homeschooling, our homeschool culture can still be very much misunderstood. And just because it is more widely accepted now by the general population, doesn't mean that our identity as homeschoolers is appreciated. This journey can be an isolating one. We often feel alone or unconnected. We can become withdrawn or lonesome. If this is not you right now, I can bet that there is a homeschool mama that you know that this is their reality. And we come to this place often because of lack of community. In this season of Christmas, with goodwill and cheer to all, where we make such an effort to celebrate the incarnation of Jesus the very action on God's part to welcome us into the divine community, it's a good time to reflect on the necessity of our communities in our lives, not just in general, but specifically as homeschool mamas. At our deepest root, we want communion, that inner experience of love with God and with our neighbor. We want to belong, to be accepted, to be in a place of comfort and encouragement. We want a safe place where we are listened to, a place of security. But when we find ourselves outside this reality, we are met with anguish, feelings of guilt, anger, suffering, rejection, loneliness. And as a homeschool mama, I see this often, and I too experience this, a lack of community, a lack of others who are truly journeying with me in this specific path. Experiencing a lack of homeschooling community doesn't necessarily mean I'm experiencing a lack of community in all aspects of my life. I could be invested in a great community, but it is possible that that community may not be able to join with me in this one aspect of who I am and what I'm doing. It may not be able to root me in this one unique, specific way. A community will share beliefs, ideals, particular characteristics, attributes, interests, and goals. Community is a feeling of fellowship or an action of being or participation in. And because homeschooling is a unique cultural experience, we need unique communities. Communities which live and thrive because of the full participation of all of us. The first growth of those new to homeschooling. The consistency and stability of those with their feet set firmly on the path. And yes, even those veterans who hold the treasure of wisdom and can offer strength and support. Our homeschool communities need to nourish not only our children, the learners, but us as well, the educators. I dare say no one works harder than us moms who are set to the task of educating our families. Our communities need to be a place of nourishment, a place of rooting, a giving space, a place of openness and welcoming, a place that flows with the movement of God. It is a place where we find solidarity, comfort, encouragement. It's a place of commitment, commitment to each other, commitment to our unique call, to our children commitment to ourselves. We belong so as to become, to become more who we are, to understand ourselves better. Our belonging can reveal our limitations, our fears, our weaknesses. Communities are places for people and their growth. At the heart of community is celebration, that communal experience of joy and thanksgiving, joy in the other's company, thanksgiving in the meeting of minds and hearts, and within good celebration, rest, relaxation, and rejuvenation are found. Who doesn't desire this? Who doesn't need this? But it's hard, isn't it? It's hard to create and participate in community. It takes vulnerability and commitment. It takes patience and trust. It takes more than just getting together and just doing something with or for our kids. That's a group, not a community. A community requires our time, our vulnerability, our willingness to be open. It rejects the attitude of what can I get or what can I take and demands the disposition of what can I give, what can I receive. It doesn't require huge numbers But it does require a gathering, a coming together in the spirit of love and care for each other. As we hear in the Gospel of Matthew, where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. This is a guiding principle of the homeschool community. In her book, Haystack Full of Needles, Alice Gunther speaks to practical ways to nourish and flourish homeschool communities. And most of these things we already know, but sometimes we need a gentle reminder about them. One thing she addresses is the idea of welcoming. As a community grows and the seeds of friendship are sown and are growing strong, it's easy for us to gravitate towards those we know and have become connected to. But this can be to the exclusion of newcomers often leaving them even more isolated and feeling more desolate because here they are seemingly being rejected within a community in which they belong. I think we can all identify with this. It is so important for us to be observant and aware of ourselves and others and be welcoming and accepting. And it is equally important for us to teach our children to have a generosity of heart and a welcoming attitude toward other children, especially newcomers. There are so many ways that we can cultivate a thriving homeschool community, but it starts in the depths of our souls. It starts with our own transformation. It's a moving from no room at the inn to a humble entry into the stable. So this last week of Advent, as we prepare to welcome the Christ child— Let us contemplate our homeschool communities. Here are some contemplation considerations. What need do I have for homeschool community? What excites me? What raises fear? How do I respond to no room at the inn? Do I willingly enter the stable? What does acceptance and belonging look like in my homeschool community? Am I welcomed? Do I welcome? What can I give? What can I receive? How do I nurture my homeschool community? Thank you so much for being here with me today. There will be no Classical Matters episode next Monday. I will be enjoying the Christmas celebrations, as I hope you will be doing as well. I'll be back in the new year on January 2nd with thoughts and ideas on the art of rhetoric. Don't forget to check out the takeaways. These give you the key points of the episode in short form. Today, it's the contemplation considerations. They're in the show notes, but if you're anything like me and need a hard copy to put up as a reminder, go to my website, www.crystaljoycampbell.com, And from the podcast drop-down menu, you will find Takeaways. Or you can click the link called Takeaways in the show notes. It will redirect you to where you can download a copy to print. And if you want to hone your craft in the art of grammar, sign up for my online live workshop. Get your spot before they're gone, as these are small classes with limited spots. Share this with a friend and follow the Classical Matters podcast and join the great conversation of classical education. Blessings for your week and have a very happy Christmas from my family to yours.